Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Solutions Brewing Podcast. I'm Rob, and today I'm joined with Brendan and Steve. Hello, everyone. Hi. There we go. Good. Oh, there's a good crack. What do you got going there, Steve? Well, it's the only cold beer that was in my fridge, because all of our... uh, Post post show uh, beers are still at Brendan's. It's a uh, Big Rock Grasshopper. Nice. Brendan's favorite okay. beer. F- favorite Brendan popped one beer. open there too. Did you forget to put it in the fridge there, Steve? Enjoy a grasshopper and its fullest. <laughs> yeah, I should have just left it out in the vehicle today. It was so warm. <laughs> well, I had the opposite problem of you, Steve. I have a surplus of beer samples still left over from the last festival we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but today I'm having Meta's Wavelength IPA. Nice. Nice. I think that's one of their newer ones, isn't it? I, yeah. I think that's all they gave us was new stuff. So there we got this one. Yeah, and, like and some stout. They gave us some stout. And some stout. Okay, because the last time we saw them, they only had... They had, uh, they had a, a A Nucleus, which was a New England IPA. Yeah. They had a, a seltzer. And yeah, the pink lemonade seltzer. And they had something, one more, I I think was it a beer or did they only have the one beer in the seltzer i thought they had two beers i thought they had a, a pale ale and a hazy but i'm not i, I can't, can't remember i just remember when we saw them at the the for that beer fest the first one in calgary the where they beside us yeah. i think that yeah. was their first yeah beer. yeah uh anyways we're not here to talk about meta the whole time so <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to them because <laughs> yeah. uh, they make good beer uh yeah but speaking of uh uh, them being fairly new, uh, we're t- we're talking about the ones who uh, who didn't make it, uh, the ones the poor poor one out for the homies sort of thing today. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, recently I came across a couple a couple articles from a site uh, on beer.org, which is written by uh, Jason Foster, who's based out of Edmonton. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there are uh, a couple surprises here. Um, some not so surprising, but yeah, one, a couple that surprised me for sure that are closing or that have closed or are about to close. Yeah, like the unfortunately his article and uh, reporting like it's the the later one like those ones he mentioned in the his first article are definitely closed now, but the more recent one, uh, the confirmation hasn't gone through yet. It's more like they're winding down operations still, but yeah, I surprised definitely surprised with two of them. Yeah, why don't we start with the uh, the biggest surprise, uh, Brendan? What do you think? What, what, which one surprised you the most? Which one surprised me the most? Yeah, uh, yeah. probably so, Ripstone. So there were, yeah, like yeah, I would agree. They have so for reference for those on on the podcast who have no idea, Ripstone's actually been around for about ten years. It actually predates the big explosion of craft beer in the in the province and um like they had a a couple good a good like a couple decent lagers and stuff like that was their their kind of their bread and butter and they had a couple other beers that would pop up here and there but uh they were a big operation they were brewing a lot of beer and it's very surprising that not out of nowhere because we don't know what the story the whole story is but that it went under uh the little blip on here that he says is that it sounds like uh, from independent sources saying that, yeah, they are going to be closing down, which is unfortunate. Um, mm-hmm. But they're saying it's because of, uh, well, where they are uh, in, in Edgerton, uh, that's a small town of only 400 people. 
and uh, they were they couldn't find staff to keep the basically have staffing challenges to keep the brewery running so which is unfortunate and I don't know how big they are because it would be curious to know how big of the brewery space to be if they only have limited staff if they weren't able to just like kind of shrink down just a few core beers or something like that or core brands yeah I'm not sure on that because and continue on but it's just yeah I just I don't know it just seems so strange or or why wouldn't you try to do some contract brewing or something like that you know yeah because like uh I, I remember they there used to be more of a variety at my local liquor store which again has an okay variety of beers they had a, a, a couple different ones in there i remember picking up a few on occasion uh, but then after a while the only thing that was coming out was their lager and it was in one of the bigger packs it was like those uh those 15 can packs mm-hmm. um and it was like 12 or 15 like it was it was trying to follow or emulate the same sort of thing you get with like with uh <clears throat> With like the bigger guys like Kokanee or Alexander Keys, that it's it's like oh you're getting more value on the, these big chain beers sort of thing, um, but yeah like that was like the last time I saw them in a liquor store was just that beer, so I don't know maybe the rest of their market segment wasn't doing so well and they kind of like shrunk shrunk it down. Tough to say. Yeah, I always enjoyed their Abbey Lane beer though. Hmm. Low percentage English ale. It was nice. Well, yeah, that's a thing. Like, there's not that many of those. Again, because most of the industry is hoppy, hoppy heavy right now. Well, or uh, if they was... go and make a. I I had a beer yesterday, yesterday two days ago. I can't remember uh, which brewery it was from, but it was supposed to be that English style brown ale, but it was like seven percent. That and I was like, I don't. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of ales out there at seven percent in the old country. No, that's that's getting towards like Belgian dobbles or or tru- uh, truffles. Yeah, it's just it's not what England did, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a big one. Uh, that was very surprising. How about you, Rob? Like you, you're looking at the the list. What uh, what's look out for you? Oh, well, Ribstone was the was the strangest one for me because they're out of all of these, they're they're by far the the largest ones, um, out of these ones that were closing down. Um, I was also surprised to hear of Legend Seven closing down. So Legend Seven's interesting. <clears throat> I I'm not surprised that they went uh, they went under, or they didn't have as good stuff, because they so they they made good beers. Like they make they, their core beers were really really good, uh, their Dark Gate Porter, and uh, their I think it was their Temptation was their Pale Ale, or maybe it was their IPA. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, very very solid beers, but their location and their size of their location I knew was always going to catch up with them eventually. Oh, too big of a space. Yeah. Oh yeah. Place so, yeah. so, uh, their uh, so. <laughs> So first off, they're in the industrial park, as most breweries are in Alberta, and they had this massive tap room that I only saw busy, I think maybe once or twice in the couple years that I was going there. And that's when I was right beside them, uh, working out of, out of an office, like literally two blocks from them. Uh, so like they were trying to serve that evening. Uh, well, they tried to do lunch too, but it was the evening uh, night clientele of you know staying late and let's go for a beer nearby but their production space was huge 
the the tanks they had in there even with like their tanks and canning and their bottling lines uh they never used more than a third of the space they had in the warehouse or in that production side so they were paying a lot of rent in a space that they weren't utilizing and i think they, they i think that they were hoping to capitalize on success and grow bigger and actually like have tanks and vessels in there but they yeah never got i'm there. sure that's a plan with a lot of them you know with the um a lot of the advice we heard at the start too was like get a space that's a little bit bigger than your or like that's bigger than you need so that you can grow into it but at the same time you know if you're having trouble then you're paying for space that you're not using yeah and it particularly sad too is that their food was legitimately good like the the chef uh they had and the the kitchen staff they had like uh wonton nachos what a freaking concept instead of instead of tortillas or anything else sort of thing use wonton wrappers as the nachos so they're really light and airy and by far their best thing they had on the menu was this um ahi tuna nachos so they Mm. did like pickled ginger and uh other like light accoutrements on it with a nice little sauce It, it, it was basically cold nachos friggin delicious holy man like lightly seared ahi tuna on top oh but that's gone now. <laughs> I'm very sad as a result. My wife, my wife was really sad when I showed her this article last week. She's like, "Really? It's gone?" And it's like, "Yeah." Well, we haven't been back there in about, uh, I'd say about two years before the pandemic. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. What's actually really unfortunate is I had lunch punch cards uh, that are now worthless. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was it was those uh, classic like go seven times get the eighth lunch free sort of thing so i had i had three of them that were at like six or seven so they were just about to become like free free lunches gone into the ether yeah um outcast i'm also sad to kind of see outcast close down um we've the three of us we've all met patrick yeah and uh yeah man like yeah they're they're really awesome people him and his wife um they're the ones that actually got us on the path of contract brewing instead of opening a space and um yeah patrick helped us dodge a huge bullet huge huge bullet and uh they had an interesting model where they didn't really they never really brewed the same beer twice i mean they did they had a couple that they that they did all the time, but they were always doing something new. There's like something new coming out like every month. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll, I always, uh, thank him for talking some sense into us. Cause like, I, I still remember like us going through the, the business plans between like opening the space or doing the contract brewing. And he really pushed us towards contract brewing and not that we knew about it, but the serendipitous timing of doing that and not, um, not having a a lease or a contract on a space as a pandemic that pandemic hit, yeah, that like holy crap! Like, we, like I re- I remember the discussions. We got really close a few times to being like, we found a space. We're going to do something. A co- like a couple times over the years, and we were still doing that debate. And after talking with him, you know, he kind of set on set us on the path of contract brewing, and that that's kind of saved us not not that again not that you know we may have pulled through we may have done a whole bunch of stuff like who knows 
but the fact that we chose contract was a huge financial uh, win in our case. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Uh, so anyway, so the other ones that are closed, there was North 57 Kitchen and Brewery in Fort McMurray. Uh, unfortunately, I was not surprised about that one. Um, I haven't been... I've been to this location before because I used to live in Fort McMurray, uh, but that was when... Uh, that's when Last Best had that. That was Wood Buffalo Brewing. That's right. So um, if you've ever been in there, they're, all of their gear is in the basement, and there's no fucking way that shit is coming out of the basement ever. <laughs> You'd have to put a hole in the roof and have a crane come in and take everything out. <laughs> it is just... I don't even know how they got it in there. It is... It's impossible to get this stuff out, and I've there's no way to ever put anything there other than another brewery. Well, I look forward to seeing what the next one is. <laughs> yeah. If they're going to put one there, the, the, the problem is that uh, the location in Fort McMurray is absolutely terrible. Because um, isn't it, like, right in the downtown of Fort McMurray? It's right downtown, but the downtown is due for revitalization. Like, there is nothing going on downtown make nobody goes there no because because that's the thing with fort mcmurray the the periphery of what like basically the old fort mcmurray and the new fort mcmurray all the new construction is all in the outskirts so why would you ever go downtown it's not really in the outskirts it's just in newer communities so they they built like this whole kind of or it's, it's in the river it's in the river valley is where mostly it is well, it's Eagle Ridge. A lot of the stuff is there. So that's where all, like, the new trendy stuff is. Like, that's the theater is there. Um, new restaurants, all that kind of stuff. Like, it's all in that area. So that's the kind of the area that people kind of swarm or gather around to. And they don't go downtown anymore. <laughs> all, all that's downtown is, like, there's an old Earl's down there. But they, even that's on, like, on the kind of the outskirts of the downtown and the strip clubs. That's on the far end. That's on the south end of downtown. Yeah. Show no, I, I, I know that I know that end well a, because back in the day we had to drive. Uh, it was I don't know maybe team building. Oh good lord, who knows? But <laughs> but we but that was the thing is that on Thursdays on the shift change between the crew coming on and basically crew coming off because fr- Friday was the actual change. But on Thursdays you used to go out drinking, and there was a I can't remember what hotel bar it was. It was it, it was on the south end, and then we go to the Earls, and then we go to the strip club because we had this uh, old Frenchman named Guy, and Guy loved to see the ladies, and he and since he had the company vehicle that we would all use to get from site because we were on one of the old sand sites south of town, oh again one of the young kids is a designated driver, uh, Guy's like okay we're going to the strip club for like an hour and then we'll head home, and that. And that hour always turned into like two, two and a half hours. So like one o'clock in the morning, we're driving back to site. Everyone else is liquored up. And again, whoever the poor SOB is that's driving the vehicle is just trying to stay awake and on the road. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. But yeah, there's nothing downtown. So like, why would you go downtown to a craft brewery when, you know, you don't have to? Yeah, basically, that's like... And that'd be the only thing that there, right? So you'd go there for a few beers and then what? There's nowhere to wander around downtown after to go anywhere. So that was kind of unfortunate, but uh, yeah, I've never even got to try their beers. So like I I couldn't even say if it's all their beers are terrible or something, but like that, but I have no idea. No, I think I remember trying one of their beers at the last Calgary Beer Fest because they were a couple, because they were beside Atlas. 
um, really? or, or they're close to Atlas. Because I remember seeing them and being like, oh, yeah, like, you guys are Newwood Buffalo Brewing. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're 57. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, and I think I had their pale ale. And I think it was surprisingly generic. Like, it was a, it was a, a bog standard pale ale. Like, nothing particularly standout about it or anything like that. It wasn't, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> it was generic. Like, let's, let's just put it that way. It was generic. So... Um, I, I didn't try anything else there as I was trying to try a few other new breweries. So, but nope, that was sad. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, there are only two other ones listed on here. So there's Polar Park Brewing in Edmonton and we got Rural Roots Brewing in Leduc. Yeah. Didn't even know the Rural Roots one existed. Yeah. I don't know either of those. I, I've heard of them before. Um, but this article is saying that they kind of had some bad luck in terms of they opened, uh, they opened just before COVID and then COVID just, and then they had to deal with all the COVID things. And then, yeah, unfortunately. So I I think they just didn't have enough cash to hold out. It's unfortunate, but that's, that's what's happened to a lot of small businesses over the last couple of years, right? Yeah. yeah, and it sounds similar to Polar Park Brewing, although it's saying like I think they this article is saying they kind of had, they maybe tried to go too big at the start. Um, he's saying no. they had some estimated twenty five to thirty five investors. Yeah, I think Polar Park uh, <laughs> got too big for its britches. That's a lot of investors, and that's a lot of people trying to tell you what to do. Lot of cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, that's why you got to keep it small. You got to keep it to three or less. <laughs> People telling you what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think three is a good number because then you can have one person kind of settles an argument. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, either, it's either all in agreement or two against one. If you have two, two, people, two one. people disagree, then you never get anything done. But yeah. at least if you have a third one, you can kind of be like, okay. Yeah. One or one. three. So one, one you fly by your own, all your own decisions, or three, there's at least a committee to do that. Because four is bad, because then four is deadlock. You can get deadlock. And I guess five what is okay? we're really saying is any odd number then, of people running a company is fine. Yeah, any odd number. You need, you need a tiebreaker. <laughs> but no, the... Uh, yeah, the Polar Park. Because, like, they were... Uh, weren't they on White Ave or something like that? Like, they were... They were in a Pretty fairly, close to White Ave, yep. Yeah, because, like, uh, I'm trying to remember the brewery that's also in White Ave that I've been to a few times. I'm going to look them up real quick here. White Ave Brewery. There's a few around there. Yeah, yeah I mean, it has got, like, a little bit of a brewery district going on. Yeah, Situation Brewing. There we go. Hmm. Um, because uh, there's been a few times uh, that we've been up. Well, this is a pre-child memory. Like, that's a... That's a long time ago, but we we went up and we hung out with our friends Barry and Katie, and we basically did a wander on White Ave, having drinks and appetizers, which was amazing. Like literally, go to one bar restaurant, order one round, order one appetizer, have it, and then go to the next spot. And we went to Situation Brewing, and it was because it's literally just off White Ave, and uh, like in going there, like. It, and it was, it was still, like, with us, it was still the, you know, figuring shit out time. Like, and I was, so I, like, was basically glued to 
to their uh, to their wall looking at their brewing process and seeing all their vessels and how they had everything hooked up and one of the neat things they did is they had all the the kegs and basically like the cooler windows so you could see all the taps all, all the lines running to the keg and then running back to the taps so when someone actually like ordered something and poured you could actually see the beer through the window go through through it and through into the tap it was it was kind of neat but uh, I remember having a uh, oh it was a barley wine there it was very good but it was also like 8.2 percent that was so it was a very small glass but it was very tasty um, but yeah polar polar if they're trying to be on there they again unfortunately got a maybe a little bit too big Yeah, so yeah, those were the six that have closed down recently so far. Um, yeah, again, it's kind of unfortunate. No one, uh, especially the like the beer world, like you hear that there. I mean, there are a lot of breweries around, but it's still also like a, a small town feely. You know what I mean? Like it's if you haven't heard of, if you don't know who they are, you you've usually kind of sort of heard of them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and uh, yeah, you know, so it's kind of, I don't know, kind of sucks to hear that uh, somebody's been closed down, you know. Yeah. And like, I know it says in the article, it's like, uh, you know, this is, the, you know, the beginnings of it. Uh, the pandemic was really harsh on a lot of businesses and that, and like, as we mentioned earlier, like there's a bit of cash reserves that can keep you going for a bit. And, a, you know, there's a bit of government help here and there to... Um, do rent or do leases or whatever but it's it's very interesting because like we're we're out of it now for the most part covid hasn't gone away covid's not going to go away covid's going to be part of life for going forward going but we're not the chances of us doing a shutdown again like a full stop everyone stop what we're doing is very unlikely so at this point like hopefully you're getting business back hopefully you're selling beer and doing all this stuff but if you're shaky before, uh, are you going to have enough to survive? So, again, and as he mentions, like, this is probably the, the first round of a bunch of closures, which is sad to think about. Yeah. Because, yeah, you, just, could, you can only go so far. Yeah, I've been uh, I'm looking at his site here. If, uh, he's got, like, he tries to keep all of the uh, breweries up to date here, so like Alberta, for example. Mm -hmm. There's quite a few in here. We're not listed on here yet, but we're not. No, we're we're a filthy contract <laughs> brewery. We don't exist. Yeah, he doesn't count contract brewers. <laughs> There'd be way too many if yeah, you were doing that because it, mm -hmm. it is kind of dipping your toes in the water for a lot of people. It's the people who make the transition from contract to physical location that becomes worthy of mention. Mm -hmm. Whereas. It's too easy to go in and out of contract brewing, right? Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could, hey, I'm a contract brewer, and do one batch of beer, and then, done. <laughs> and then disappear into the ether. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to keep all 23 hex for myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. If there wasn't so much bullshit around everything else around getting the beer made, that's actually not a bad idea to get beer made. <laughs> just do a one-off, like, I just want to do a single batch for myself. Or if you can oh, if you can convince a brewery to do it, maybe that would be the way to do it. But it is cost-effective. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're willing to go through the trouble of making yourself a company and getting yeah. licensing just so you could do that, but yeah. Oh, and no. buying your beer so, for like thousand dollars at a time. And building yeah. some yeah. kind of story for it. <laughs> yeah, twenty three hundred liters, like where are you gonna put that? But yeah. In my belly, that's where I'm gonna put it. Oh <laughs> it's like a lifetime of beer. Couple of years. Yeah, I I don't wanna think I think how fat I'm gonna get from all those extra calories. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you wouldn't be allowed to drink any other beer. You're not allowed to f- drink another beer until you finish all of your beer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think at that point, you actually might start getting sick of your own beer at that point. You'd be like, no, I don't want any more of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You'll just end up being like, you'll have to be like a, a hero to everybody else. Just be like, hey, man, you want a beer? Boom. Toss the beers to everybody. <laughs> just like, <laughs> oh, are you leaving the party? Here's a case of beer. When Everywhere you go. you go, you're bringing like, yeah, two flats. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, if you get—that's the thing. If you don't do the company, but if you get like the brewery to do it, maybe that would be worth it. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, you can. Breweries are allowed to do one-off batches and private batches and things like that. Yeah, it's on the label. You can do whatever. Yeah. There's no rules against that. Nope. Cool. <laughs> well, if anybody wanted to reach out to us to request a private label batch once we get our our shop up and running how would they do that steve well they could go to our website solutionsbrewing.com they on which they could find the form that would contact us at our email no problems at solutionsbrewing.com or see us on our real uh social medias facebook and instagram at solutions brewing co or our you know there actually basically there's garbage account anymore no yeah, there is another this, one. It was mentioned. It was no, mentioned. It's not, it's not even on the website anymore. There's, there's I don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't count. You can see us at Twitter, at Solutions Brewing. <laughs> I won. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> uh, like, haven't you? Like, I thought you deleted yeah, I thought, that. I thought, I thought the account's gone. Like, yeah, if the account, the account still, still exists. technically exists, but there's like, there's, yeah. nobody knows about it, so there's, it does, yeah, whatever. Ben brought it up on I the last delete. episode. You know what? I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of your shit here, Steve. <laughs> I'm going on my phone right now. And I'm deleting that account. <laughs> See, it's all Ben's fault. Because he did it during, like, the closeout. And it was hilarious. I'm like... I know, I just finished editing that one. I was laughing. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know what? Yeah, everyone you get to... Oh, Ben, no! <laughs> yeah, it, like, again, because it was... Uh, he was at Brendan's place and all that, but like you should have seen my face. I was like, oh, he's doing he it. Too it's happy. Awesome. Way too happy. Yeah, because Ben is a shit disturber. <laughs> Love you, Ben. <laughs> also, move out here so we can have you as our uh, our like full time photographer and social media guru. What's because he was actually paying he was actually paying attention to that stuff. It was legitimately what's the, cool. What's the term for like TVs? For it's a character that's not. Not like a main character. Guest Not star? a guest star, though. Like, they're a recurring character or something like that. Yeah, a recurring character, yeah. Re- recurring <laughs> guest. Oh my god, this is the word. I can't even deactivate the account because I don't remember the password. <laughs> <laughs> the account lives. It lives until you forget about it like a half an hour after uh, this is over. <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up. I got it down somewhere. <laughs> 
And on that note, thank you everyone for joining us today, and we'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs> Take care, everyone.